you are listening to Herbs' Video Vault on Anchor.fm. Hello one and all and welcome to another episode of Herbs' Video Vault. I trust everyone is doing very well this week. We've got an interesting one for you. We're going back to the year 1999 and what sort of, I guess, can come about as the revival of the creature feature, which is Lake Placid. This movie starring Bill Pullman, Oliver Platt, Bridget Fonda and Betty White came out in 1999 and was written by David E. Kelly, most famous for creating Boston Legal and Ally McBeal and was directed by Stephen Miner. So please sit back, relax, grab your bucket of popcorn, grab your icy cold soda. We are going to travel back to Black Lake in Maine to find out what is stalking the lake. So today we are going to dive into Lake Placid. Uh, released in 1999, this was written by David E. Kelly, who most of you would probably know is the creator of Ellie McBeal and Boston Legal, and it is directed by Steve Minner. This uh, this is actually, you know, this is the best one in the whole uh, Lake Placid franchise because, well, the rest suck. The rest suck. I mean, I'm not even going to bother talk doing reviews on the the sequels because they're just pure trash but this one is by far the best one this has got an absolutely incredible cast we have bill pullman bridget fonda oliver platt and benny white who deserved an oscar for her performance in this i'll get to that later on anyway so we start with we get the opening opening scene we've got this beautifully shot um overhead as we're going over like the whole lake area and we've got the forest surrounding surrounding each side of the lake and it's just absolutely beautifully shot and and yeah we have the uh jaws-esque um underwater pov of the um the crocodile just swimming through the lake and whatever else there's a there are a couple little jaws homages here in this movie this pretty much um revitalized the whole creature feature that was sort of that had been sort of missing a little bit because slashes just sort of come back in the 1996 and then we had we have like class and then we had you know deep blue sea which is another incredible which is another incredible movie which I might do it at some stage. I might do it at some stage. We will see. But we start off. We got the um, we got the town sheriff. He's a bit. His dialogue is very softly delivered. It's like sort of this arrogant sort of uh, sort of yeah, everyone very bitter sort of 
doesn't, you know, he doesn't buy, get along well with others. He's very much, yeah, yeah, you're a sarcastic jerk. He's very judgmental on things. And we get, we've got, you know, a, a wildlife guy, and they're looking for what has been classed as a rogue badger. So they're in the lake. The fisheries guy says, I'm going, I'm diving, and has a look around. He comes across this nest. And yeah, checks it out, goes underwater for a little bit, just I guess he sort of gets a feeling like he's being watched. And yeah, so sort of looks around and oh, it's a fake out, it's only a turtle. No problem. It's not of the teenage mutant ninja variety, it's just a standard saltwater turtle. So he goes checks it all back out and of course the crocodile attacks this is very reminiscent of the opening of jaws 2 when you got the two divers checking out the wreck of the orca so he manages to make it to the surface and we get another jaws 2 nod here where we have the wildlife officer just being dragged through the water and hits the boat now, this is very reminiscent of the Tina and Eddie scene in Jaws 2, where Eddie's attacked by the shark, he gets dragged in, crashes into the boat, and the only difference this time is the officer actually gets, well, half of him anyway, gets pulled into the boat. And so, it's it's pretty graphic, this section of the movie, because, you know, he's got his guts hanging out. And this is where the sort of backwards mentality of the sheriff comes into play is like what was that he's just seen this guy get ripped in half by something and it's just very nonchalant sort of whatever thankfully he does have some character development throughout this movie so it gets better now we jump forward to New York City, the uh, New York, the what's the name of the big museum? Natural History Museum. Thank you very much, my brain. And we see we meet our female protagonist Kelly, who's played by Bridget Fonda. And this is the very, this is the stereotypical city girl who's being sent out into the wilderness to you know investigate this you know strange fossilly reptilian looking discovery and oh boy yeah we get the very stereotypical cliche uh, complaining I don't want to be here no one said there'd be this but no one said we'd have tents and you know expecting all this other stuff it's very stereotypical is very cliche but again we do get more character development later on throughout the line throughout the movie because at the at the minute she's annoying she's just like just eat her please so we jump we're in Maine the famous the favourite place of any Stephen King movie really there's just something about it I don't know why um, I guess the remote sort of foresty sort of 
area. Actually, wonderful cinematography they been taking here. So, and this is where we meet the head of the wildlife and fisheries uh, department, Jack, who's played very well by Bill Pullman. I keep trying, I keep thinking for some reason, I kept thinking it's Bill Paxton. It's not Bill Paxton, it's Bill Pullman. It gets very confusing when we've got two Bill P's. Uh, pretty much on on top of a lot of things in the late 90s. So it's very easy to sort of get the two mixed up. So we have the, the typical, again, there's a lot of character development later on throughout the movie, which sort of, which is really, really good because we've got butting heads, you know, we've got the local sheriff who's still very, who's very backward, still skeptical on what thing, what it is, you know, the wildlife, fisheries and wildlife guy is very sort of high and mighty on himself and we got the bratty sort of whingy whiny um you know typical cliche city chick normally this is a recipe for disaster at the start it's a disaster because it's just constant bickering and whatever else but eventually it all turns around and everything gets better in the end And in comes Oliver Platt riding it high on his very well, cro very crocodilian camouflaged um, helicopter. And it's like, and the chef's like, well, what's this guy doing here? And it's like, we're getting, a, you know, Kelly says to him, oh, they feast here. You know, he thinks you've got a crocodile. And boy, do we have some, we actually get some really good comedy between the sheriff and... Oliver Platt's character because Oliver Platt, Hector Sierra, he's the he's a crocodile expert. He's the expert, and the sheriff is very ignorant. Like, well, you know, crocodiles can't swim in salt water, and, the, and Hector's just saying, "Yeah, well, that'll be you know, that's your little secret." And oh, how's a crocodile? You know, meant to swim from you know Asia to here. And it's like, well, they can see a lot of that information in books. <laughs> so it's like it's common knowledge but it's basically saying you know, the sheriff's pretty you know, sort of ignorant and sort of doesn't really care and is very sceptical still does not believe that it's a crocodile so they go for a bit of a search out on the lake they've got a recording of young hatchlings and you know I think you know the place through the water the crocodile's going to you know um want to check it out because like you know they're in distress you know got to look out for the younglings and everything else so they're on the water and they get attacked of course we've got Jack and Hector there diving through diving in the lake just to sort of check it out see where the croc might be hiding out and we've got the sheriff and one of the deputies and Kelly is still on the boat the boat gets gets attacked Kelly is knocked into the water and the boat gets you know dragged you know, 100 feet away and just when you think you know Kelly's about to get attacked by the croc last minute eventually they manage to start the boat they get her out of the water just in time but it's a bit of a fake out because here pops Jack and a, they a little bit later on get uh, get Hector out of the water they're pulling everything in that as, as they've got the sound recording out of the water here comes the crocodile and decapitates the 
the deputy, so he's, um, yeah, his head just gets bitten off in just one clean shot. And this is really, really well done. This is a very, very good use of CGI. Uh, we see compared to a lot of the CGI stuff we see now where you can have a look and you can just tell that it's all CGI. But yes, this is CGI and there is practical effect in here as well. It's just, it's, it's well done. Like we get the Lord dispersing, the animal's head just comes up, chomp and back down. So they, they've used the Jaws approach again a lot with this. Like the less you see it, the more impressive it looks when you finally see it on the screen. Uh, so everyone's panicking. Oh my God, you know, what's happening? We got Sheriff Dumsky who sort of just like stands there like, it was all too fast, you know. I don't know what happened. It's like, ah, dude, the guy got his head bitten off by something big. What do you think? What do you think? You're not going to be concerned. You think, oh, maybe, yeah, maybe this crackpot is maybe onto something. Oh, nobody's head just, it just gets bitten off. And ah, it, it's frustrating. This, this guy's frustrating. He's frustrating. He doesn't become a believer that there's a crocodile until he finally actually sees the thing for himself, which we will get to. A little bit later on so they're trying to figure out like what is going on and you know we've got this old farmhouse and this is where we get perhaps the biggest star in the movie whose name should have actually also been on the cover of the of the tape on the poster is Betty White and she deserves an Oscar for this performance because it is just so good she brings such light-hearted comedy to this. It is great. And I was like, oh, so what happened with your husband? It's like, oh, well, you know, he was in a lot of pain, begging me and suffering. And eventually, just one day, I just seen him over the head with a skillet and buried him at the back. It's like very nonchalant, very... There's a wonderful line in here later on. I'm not going to repeat because I want to keep this as family friendly as possible. And although I could throw in bleep after bleep, uh, but it wouldn't do it justice. You just got to watch that scene. You just got just got to watch like put in Lake Placid Betty White, and I'm sure it'll I'm sure it'll be in there. Uh, but I think nobody else but Betty White could deliver that line just absolutely beautifully. Again, I'm not going to repeat it. But they're still very, very, the sheriff anyway is still very skeptical. We've got Hector who's setting up traps because then, you know, crocodiles come on land. He's like, no, they don't. Like, again, you know, that'll be your little secret. Again, they just constantly at each other. It gets kind of it wears very thin towards the end but then eventually like okay it is a crocodile and that's when he sort of starts realizing okay you know maybe this guy's not as nuts as I thought he was because he kept referring to the Hector character the whole time as a lunatic as a nutcase you know saying that the guy's mental and like you know 
crocodiles aren't gods, they're like mindless killing machines, and you know, how can they survive winter? I was like, well, like, as long as their nostrils don't freeze open, they can survive. And this is true. This is very true. Like, you do any thorough research, like, you can see, like, especially in America where they've got alligators and that, you know, lakes and that sort of can freeze over and uh, whatnot. But hey, you know, crocodiles have the ability to, and even alligators, they have the ability to, you know, regulate their body temperature if the nostrils don't freeze over, you know, they, they can survive and whatever else. It's, it's all been proven throughout the history of the, the world and whatnot, so. But then, so, we finally, yes, we get the big payoff, like, okay, we've seen the crocodile. And we find out that it's actually been a pet of Betty White's this whole time, because we see this wonderful shot of, uh, we've got Kelly, Jack, and the sheriff, they're walking through the woods. They're near the farm, and they spot, you know, Betty White mysteriously leading a, a cow to the edge of the lake. And we just sort of pan across and, you know, oh, holy hell, that, that, there's the crocodile. And, you know, she's been secretly feeding it, which is why it's gotten as big as it has. And this is just beautifully done. And we've got Hector who's swimming, you know, trying to have a bit of a swim around. It's like with the female deputy just, well, there's not much here. He's swimming back towards the boat and then we hear the behind him is like the creature's nostrils. He's thinking, oh, you can turn around and see me in the eyes, you know, it's not going to attack me. He turns around and he, he uh, he's like, yeah, I've, um, I've made a mistake because he can see, like, in the creature's eyes, like, this thing is just unstoppable killing machine. Like, no writer is not the blackest eyes, the dull's eyes. When he comes out, he doesn't seem to be living until he bites you. It's a very quint... <laughs> very quint moment sort of realization sort of thing uh which is actually which okay so there's another homage to jaws thrown in there and you know an homage to jaws too where the, you know the helicopter gets attacked by the croc but instead of the helicopter being dragged under they get away and come up with this elaborate idea of okay you know we're going to try and trap this creature you know we want to take it alive to this place in in Portland where it's going to be looked after and studied and put on display and everything else so they devise this pretty good plan actually like they're going to teabag one of the cows that came out so wrong that came out so wrong I realized as soon as I said it they're going to use one of the cows as a teabag uh, they're going to dunk it in the water to try and lure the crocodile it's, it's a teabag bait uh, it's going to be from <laughs> harnessed underneath the uh, helicopter. I didn't want to say hanging from the helicopter because then it just sounded completely worse. I just want to say, but no, it's just in a harness under the helicopter and just gets you know, blah, 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 dunked up and down in the water like you would with a tea bag when you're making a cup of tea. And, you know, to lure the crocodile in, and we get this wonderfully shot sequence it really is uh, the crocodile comes up on land and attacks everybody goes towards Hector and Kelly 
and just somehow it gets tangled up in the helicopter after it's been shot by a couple of tranquilizers and it's they may not have netted it but they've trapped it within the helicopter it's not going anywhere it's tracked the tranks are starting to slowly kick in there's this huge debate of kill it kill it no you can't kill it you can't kill it eventually jack the fisheries guy just grabs a grabs a rifle now everyone's thinking oh this is you know and this is like a 30 up six or a 22 caliber rifle and it's going to kill it no it's a there's a swerve it's just a tranquilizer dart and they subdue the subdue the animal all think you know everything's fine hunky dory hooray woohoo out of nowhere here comes another one like an rko just it's like there's two of them there's two of them yes i can the sheriff's like i can count he's like got this gets his massive gun when hector finally gets free he shoots it and it the head explodes why is the head exploding you may ask well see here's the thing this isn't a case of we've got a gas tank and a plucky shot you know this is um a rifle with explosive rounds and I'm talking like these are big 30 odd pretty big caliber um, it's almost like a mini rocket launcher in a way you just launch this explosive round and it blows the crocodile up yeah everyone's happy everyone leaves and we fade out with this we end up with this really really great shot of this huge crocodile on the back of a truck going down the highway now i do want to credit stan winston because he's the guy that did the um animatronic crocodile for this movie and stan winston is one of the best when it comes to uh very practical effects and animatronics you look at the terminator you look at the t-rex in jurassic park you look at yeah yes the crocodile like blasted anything that's got stan winston um tested to it as far as special effects and that go you're getting top quality every single time and this thing just looks absolutely gorgeous and that is it yeah for lake placid it's how can i put this it's it's just a good movie it's not great by any means of the word because there are some parts that you just want to think oh how can this especially with a couple of the characters like how can they be so dense like you've seen this sort of thing for yourself like and you're still very nonchalant uncaring about what's going on it's like especially the sheriff like dude your deputy's got his head bitten off you've seen this fisheries guy get bitten something's bitten this fisheries guy in half wouldn't you be freaking the hell out it's just very nonchalant very uh, so thing but eventually like as i said there's character growth throughout this movie so eventually like they all come around and 
become more relatable to the way they end up being instead of just characters you don't care about they become ones that you actually like oh I hope they survive I hope they survive especially like the, the scene on the water where Kelly's getting attacked by the crocodile she manages to get herself like sort of behind a tree trunk so she manages to avoid the crocs jaws that way and that's when you get to the points where you know you care about these characters you want them to uh, survive personally I think it's great storytelling uh, especially again with the character arcs they just do a complete 180 from where they started uh, it's beautifully shot it's well written very great use of CGI and practical effects you're not going to see very many practical effects in the sequels and mostly just directed DVD and crappy CGI um Again, gotta give it to Betty. Betty White was by far the standout in this movie. You know, before we see the final credits, she's just sitting at the edge of the dock, throwing bread out. You think, oh, she's gonna be feeding like, you know, wild birds or ducks or whatever. And it's like, no, here come these little baby crocs. And it's like, oh, come on, yes, nibble, eat your supper, come on. You know, things. She's basically mothering these little hatchlings and. It's a really, really good movie. I strong, I do strongly recommend you watch Lake Placid. What was that? Oh, that was the, uh, yeah, okay. The label's come off. <laughs> I'll have to reload. It is a very, very good movie. It's well written again well shot and don't watch the sequels just don't watch the sequels they're they're garbage they're, they're horrible um I wish I didn't see two or three um I was I was in a video store, I was in a DVD store one day and when we still had one here actually it was in one of the retail stores because I was looking oh yeah I haven't seen this one I might buy it it was like Placid Legacy and I've got the person in the store telling me don't get it it sucks it's a piece of crap oh, really? yeah oh okay I won't so I yeah I don't know about that one I haven't seen it but the other ones like Lake Placid 2 and 3 I have seen those and yeah they're bad that, um, they don't fall under the category of so bad they're good like Sharknado's they fall, Sharknado's fall into the so bad they're good category. These just these other these two like Placids two and three. They just fall under the so bad they're bad. But anyway, that is it for this edition of the Video Vault. Thank you so much for checking it out, and I will see you all next time around. So there you have it, 1999's Lake Placid. Again, I really, really enjoyed this movie. It's definitely uh, the better one of the entire series. Again, 
I'm not going to worry about doing the sequels because they are just they are just terrible. <clears throat> that yeah, they're not worth them actually. By the time this uh, will have aired, I will have ended up watching Lake Placid Legacy, and I will um, address it in next week's show very very briefly but until then thank you so much for spending some time in the vault if you have any questions you can hit me up on twitter at herbie376 that is h-e-r-b-i-e 376 and if you have any questions you can just direct in, inbox me on twitter and i will see you all next week This has been a presentation of GLH Productions.